Hello, this is Ram Cunningham, and this is Ram Asks a Question, all a part of the One Prez Pod. This is where I will uh, ask a question about faith that maybe you would like to ask, and Phil and Tasha answer. Hello, everyone. This is Ram Cunningham. And this is Ram Ask a Question, uh, a one prez pod. I'm here with Miss Tasha Blackburn. Hello there, Ram Cunningham. How are you today? You know what, Ram? It's March. It is. And the sun is shining. And so I have decided not to string myself up today. Okay. Because February was tough. Oh. Don't you think? It was a frozen tundra. <laughs> <laughs> the entire month was frozen. <laughs> I mean, like two weeks ago, you look outside. It does not look like it does now. Oh, I, yeah. So shorthand, without the glib references to suicide, uh, I'm doing, that's my way of saying, my very dark way of saying, I'm doing really, I'm doing really well. Great. And, and I'm so glad for that turn in the weather. Oh, me too. This is uh, spring fever, which they say it's a little early to get spring fever now, but I don't care. The Who top cares? is off my Jeep right now, as we speak. <laughs> yes, it's off the Jeep. And I know it's supposed to rain this weekend, but I don't care. So, Well, exactly. it's always glad to be back here at the church, and I always have questions, always, always do. Uh, and this one, uh, I wouldn't say it's, it's not really about Easter, but I know as we kind of go through the Easter season, uh, I do have several questions over the next few weeks. But today... Um, you know, we just recently celebrated Jesus's birth uh, over the Christmas holidays, and now we're kind of moving into the season of his death and resurrection. It's kind of odd to me that they're so close together. I know, and especially some years. Just a side note here for a minute. Easter, uh, not unlike Christmas, Christmas is always the 25th, right? Mm-hmm. It just always is. Easter shifts, um, and it shifts because of the Jewish holiday of Passover, and the Jewish holiday of Passover shifts because of the phases of the moon. Wow. There you go. So the Passover moves in any given year because of whenever the moon is moving. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can have it really early. There's mm-hmm. some years where you're like, I barely got him born. Right, right. Not that I like, got him born. He, he just got here. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Uh-huh, right, we right. just We just birthed him. Right. And now here we go. And so, yeah. It can be very close. So we learn of his birth. Uh, we're learning now of his death and resurrection. Um, but it seems that we know very little about Jesus's adolescent years. <laughs> adolescent 12-year-old Jesus, if you will. Uh, and I was just, you know, that, that's the, the year, the times that you, that you get into fights. And you have, you have girlfriends and you fight with your parents and you have hobbies. You play f- whatever sports was back in the day. But we don't really hear much about that. And my Quidditch. question is... Quidditch. Quidditch. Was really big Quidditch. back then, yeah. Why, first off, why don't we hear more about his kind of mid-years? And do we mean, does that mean it's unimportant? Those years, were they unimportant or too unimportant to to record? Uh, you know, good question, Graham. <laughs> uh, you know, well, I will say, here's just a brief overview of what we do know. And it's very brief. Um, the Gospels record one story of Jesus in between his birth story and his baptism. And and by the way, we think he was baptized about the age 30. We think that's about how old he was when he began his public ministry. Okay. But we have one story, and it's, it is when he's 12 years old. Uh, his parents are taking the whole family uh, and neighbors and everything. They're all traveling to Jerusalem to celebrate a big festival. So it's a big crowd. And they stay there a couple of days to go to the temple and do all the festival stuff, right? And then they're on the way home. And they're like two days walk 
into the walk home with the whole big band when they realize ain't nobody seen Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can imagine how it would happen. It's like, I thought he was with Aunt Hilda. Right. We thought he was with the cousins. You know, no, he's not here. So you can imagine as a parent, they come back. It's now been several days. days. And we're told they search and search and search for him throughout Jerusalem. And then you have to love this. I I choose to see it with a with tone. <clears throat> I put tone on it. But they find him in the temple teaching and uh or the synagogue or the synagogue yeah he's he's teaching the different rabbis uh about scripture uh in this i believe it's a synagogue actually i misspoke and they walk in and mary says to him his mom says jesus we've been looking for you you know you can imagine Mm -hmm. and he looks at her and he goes well didn't you know i'd be in my father's house (laughs) Now, where else would I? Now be? you don't have to put tone on it. Sure. I have two teenagers mm-hmm. in my house, and I feel we must put tone on right. that. Like, didn't you know I'd be in my real dad's house? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there was. Come on now. So we have that story, and that's the only one. The other, we do have one other story, and it's in the Gospel of Thomas, which that's a whole other discussion because the Gospel of Thomas didn't make it into the canon of the scriptures for lots of reasons. It's written much later, blah, blah, blah. You know, we could talk about that another time. In that story, uh, Jesus is a child, is a, you know, medium-aged child, and he uh, forms some pigeons out of clay, like he makes a little clay pigeon, and then he brings it to life. That's the only story. Hmm. Those are the only stories we have. Why? I got no clue. Hmm. You know, I mean, the I guess the most obvious answer would be they didn't know them. The 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 people who are writing the gospels, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. uh, We don't know that it was those four people who wrote it. We believe actually it was because of the timing of when they were written, we believe it was actually maybe people who were in the school of Mark. Like Mark had been the evangelist who had come and taught them, and now they're like, you know, they're like, oh, we learned the gospel through Mark, so we want to honor him with with the gospel we've written of mm-hmm. what he taught us. But any, but whoever wrote it, whether it was Mark or his or his sort of students, um, they didn't know. I mean, maybe Jesus, Jesus didn't talk much about his childhood. They don't know, and so they didn't write it in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very strange thing, uh, to think about, uh, really what we know about Jesus is his birth story and those three years of ministry. That's what they were. They were three years of public ministry before his death. The other, I will say there's another, one more thing, uh, about it that brings me up. There is this, um, there are folks who believe in the, what they call it is like adoptionism and they believe, you know, Yes, Jesus was very important to God. He was a very special child. He was, you know, God imbued him with all kinds of gifts. But God did not, uh, God did not make him his son, S O N, his son, until the day of his baptism. And that that's what we're seeing is that when the dove comes down and the voice from heaven says, "This is my son," listen to him. Uh, that that is God taking a human being. And, you know, like filling him with divinity right then. So not at birth? Yeah. Now, here's the problem. (laughs) Adoptionism thinking, it does help, like, maybe answer a few questions, but it's also heresy. Yeah, I was like, wait, (laughs) what about Christmas? (laughs) Yeah, so it's also heresy. So, I mean, as as our folks are listening going, 
that really works for me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. All of us have a little bit of heretic in us if you push too hard. But, you know, some have tried to explain it away and been like, well, we don't have any stories of his youth because none of it really matters until God adopts him, you know, at his baptism. Eh. Right. I don't go with that. I mean, obviously something important is happening at his baptism, but I think we probably just don't know him. Mm-hmm. We don't know the right. stories. Uh I, can't, I don't know why else we wouldn't have him. Well, this particular story with him uh, in the temple, uh, that was the story that, that Sophie and I explored mm-hmm. uh, last week during our uh, our activities that, that the church puts together, which we just absolutely love. And, you know, we were we were talking about how he was kind of missing and gone away. And Sophie looked at me and goes, "Did he? were they playing hide and seek? Did he go hide? And I said, well, I guess kind of in a way he was hiding. But then I kind of read in there that it was a few days. So then I kind of instilled to her, that was not the right thing to do. I do not want you to be hiding from me for longer than an hour. Yeah, let's review, (laughs) actually. Let's go back a bit. Yeah, it was a couple of days. And as a parent, I mean, you can, well, any human being, but especially as a parent, you can imagine the fear and... um, and you know, and just the anxiety of of not being able to find him, and then when they do find him, you know, and it is also interesting. Another character we don't know much about is uh, is Joseph. You know, Joseph uh, Mary's now husband. He is there at the birth. Um, he's there when they have to flee into Egypt to hide uh, Jesus from Herod, uh, but he never appears again. Even in this story at 12. It's just uh, Mary. It's just Mary that we hear. Now, he's just not named. Um, you know, and again, is that because he was older and he really just isn't in the picture? Or is that um, or is that uh, part of the teaching that the gospel writer wants us to remember? He really does have a different father here. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not going to talk about Joseph much. Okay. You know, uh, so who we don't know, but... There have been all kinds of books, like novels and stuff, where people have tried to sort of fill in that that gap. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the most recent ones, oh, I just lost her name, the author's name, but she's written a whole book from a perspective of a wife that Jesus had. She's, you know, she's formed a whole story that Jesus had a wife uh, kind of in his 20s um, who he had to basically like walk away from to do his public ministry. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's absolutely no evidence of that, right. but she's written a whole novel. Mm-hmm. I think her name is uh, Anna in the mm-hmm. book. Anyway, uh, so all kinds of folks have said, hey, let me fill in the gaps here. Let's. What would it have been like? Right. That could actually be kind of fun. We just don't know. Right. Well, I will say I don't know what kind of punishment he got for going missing <laughs> for a couple of days, but I do remember one of the only times I ever got in trouble as a child with my grandparents, let's, uh-huh. let's, yes. clarify. let's clarify. Let's clarify. Yes, uh, was a time that I I hid from them at their mm-hmm. house, and I actually I'm a very good at hide and seek. I'm actually a professional. I'm glad. And yeah. I hid in the linen closet at the end of the hallway. Mm. Great place to hide. Perfect. And I fell asleep. I fell asleep in the little linen closet, mm. and it was about three hours, and it was right about the time they were picking up the phone to call the police and my parents to say that I was missing. I got in trouble. So yeah. I don't know about what Jesus got in trouble for a few days, but for a few hours, I got in trouble. <laughs> I know. I know. Our son did a similar thing, except uh, 
he was little and we had a freezer on the bottom at the time. Our fridge was a freezer on the bottom mm-hmm. and he had gotten in there and gotten all of the popsicles he could hold mm-hmm. and then hid. And so then he didn't want to come out, you know, because he wanted to eat them all. <laughs> and right as we were picking up the phone to call the police, here comes the... Mm. Hey. And, and I, I will like, say there was there was trouble, but there also was just such relief. Oh, like, sure. Oh, that's kind of how it was. And it us, and yeah. it must have been that way for them too. Mm-hmm. I um, it's it's the only story we have of wow. his childhood. But I do, and some folks might be offended that I put a little snark in it. But I just I promise, you know, we believe that Jesus was fully human, one hundred percent human, and one hundred percent divine. So I promise you that twelve-year-old Jesus was twelve. Was twelve. He was twelve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, now well, I have a question for you. Yes. Before we close yes, out. Yes. Yes. I was thinking about this because this Sunday uh, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, and anyway, uh, in worship, and uh, one of the names that Jesus gives the Holy Spirit is the Advocate, which is like a court courtroom term. Your attorney, like you, the person who advocates for you, and I was reading uh, this guy who's who's really, really, really studied the Gospel of John, where it comes from, and he said, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna translate it true friend, true friend, mm-hmm. because a, a true friend does come alongside you, but a true friend is also willing to push and whatever." Sure. And so that's gotten me thinking about like friendship. And here's my basic question: There's all kinds of research that shows that. Uh, all most of us have fewer and fewer true friends than we did even than 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 like society did twenty years ago. Uh, twenty years ago, they did a study. People had on average three to four best friends. Like that's the person you can call at three in the morning, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now, people say they have zero to one mm. a true friend. And here's my question for you: What do you think? the pandemic and all this COVID stuff, how do you think that's going to affect that? What's your sense? Do you think people are going to kind of go back to rooting themselves in sort of two or three really or four great friendships? Or have we really slipped even further down that where people don't have the true friend they need. What do you think? It's kind of a heavy question. Yeah, no, this week. it really is. I think uh, just the small things that I've been getting back into the last few weeks, and it's been very small groups and things like that, but it's been things that I haven't done in over a year. Mm-hmm. I think from a personal perspective, I think that that number is going to grow because we are we miss we miss people, we miss the touch, we miss the conversation, like real face. Maybe we felt the pinch. Yeah, and I think that we're going to connect to those that that we really miss. I think the ones that we were the closest to, we probably stayed in pretty well contact with. Maybe not hung out, maybe not you know went to dinner, but we pretty well stayed in contact. But I think once we start getting back uh, together. It's gonna it's gonna grow that number. I hope that it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to have seven or ten people that I know that no matter what mm-hmm. I can call. You know, I want. I'm not saying that I have that now. If but you had seven, you could rotate one every night and right. call it at three and in I the morning. Never get bored. You could call it three in the morning to one person every night. <laughs> yeah. and and still and have enough. <laughs> like, take me off the list, please. <laughs> <laughs> no. please take me off the list. Well, it is an interesting thing because I'm I'm basically an introvert and. But even for me, uh, a year of this stuff, you really do start to say there were times where it was like, I just kind of want to go home tonight and just watch a little TV and be in and be done. And then you did it for a year. And then I did it for a year. (laughs) And now I'm thinking, maybe I'd like to 
see people. Yeah, I want to see people. No, I, I really do. I, I like people. I'm not an introvert. And I so know you're not, Ram. It, it's certainly been a, a challenge for me. And no matter how many Zooms or how many mm. FaceTimes, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't work. So I'm very excited for things to, quote, unquote, get back to normal. And, yes, I I, I believe I'm going to be optimistic about that people are going to once again connect. I think there is a, an aspect of, of the digital world that we are going to hang on to and sure. we're not going to get rid of. Um, and well, I why think, not use it as a tool? Exactly. It is a tool. Now we know how to use it better. I mean, we're not as bad on Zoom as we used to be. Uh, so I think it's going to be it's going to be something positive. But for the most part, I hope that we, we get back together. I'm ready to shake some hands. Hug well, some and, and it may set – it helps us set our priorities. It's a, And, you know, that, that gets up there. I, I want – those three, four, five, six, in your case, seven friends um, that I can call at three in the morning. Yeah. Well, Uh, that was my question for you today, Ram. Well, I've got some doozies in the next few weeks as we, as we come into Easter. So I look forward to that. So this is Ram. Ask a question. It's another one prez pod. Thanks. Thanks Ram. Hey, you've been listening to Ram asks a question, part of the one prez pod. Check out our other content on this podcast, Follow us on social media at First Presbyterian on Facebook and Instagram. And check out our website, onepres.org, for more content, sermons, Sunday school classes, and devotionals from First Presbyterian Church. Peace.